You are listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you were on this disciple's journey with me as we continue through the book of Psalms. Now, one of the things that we've seen in the book of Psalms is that each psalm really uh, can share either history or information, uh, a lot of theology. We've seen some messianic prophecies. We've seen uh, different authors in the book of Psalms, and some have cried out, God, where are you? Some have praised God for what he has done and how he has uh, saved them. And so we we see Psalms is full of emotions uh, and, and full of truth and full of uh, so much life experienced from these uh, from these authors. Well, we get one in particular today that, that I want to focus on as, as today is uh, an apology apologetic study. Uh, Wednesdays, we look at how can we defend certain texts uh, apologetically or defend our faith in Christ and in the text apologetically. And we find one particular psalm that uh, that for many people brings up an apologetic issue, and that psalm is Psalm 73. In fact, Asaph starts off and he says, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart, but as for me, my feet came close to to stumbling. He said, My steps had almost slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant, and I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And there are some times in our lives where we look at the world around us and we ask this question, and I believe it's an apologetic question, it's an ethical issue. Um, why does it look like evil is reigning and rewarded in the world today? Maybe you've asked it like this. If God is real, if God is in control, why do the evil not suffer and only good people suffer? Or if God is really in control, why do bad things happen to me when I'm trying to serve God? The, the disciples would even ask questions like this. And, and, and so many times we can get focused on uh, the wrong things. And I want to kind of answer this question based on Psalm 73. We've got this guy named Asaph who is a court official. He's serving in, in, uh, in the temple, and he simply says, God is good. And, and I think every one of us as believers would, would amen that. We would say, yes, God is good. And he says, God is good to Israel. So, so he focuses even more theologically. He says, we know that God has chosen Israel, and God is good. He's going to provide uh, safety and uh, security for Israel and salvation. And yet, then he says, but as for me. Now, this is where the perspective of his heart uh, goes off the rails a little bit. And, and one of the things I want to share with you each week as we come back, in, uh, back, back to Scripture is that how we see God affects our uh, security, our mental and emotional security and well-being, that when we think that God has forsaken us, then it uh, totally ruins our trust and and our ability to even make it through our days sometimes. And this is what Asaph is facing. Asaph believes God is good and yet doesn't believe God is good to him. Why? Because he got his eyes off God. He got his eyes off the, the truth that God is uh, in control and loves him. And here's, here's the point. He gets envious of the arrogant. 
His perspective goes from trusting God to becoming jealous of what was going on with the, the people around him. Now, again, it goes back to our question. Why does it look like evil is reigning and rewarded? Well, because he was looking only at the temporary, not the permanent or not the eternal. Look at what he says. He says in verse 4, or end of verse 3, I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Verse 4, there are no pains in their death. Their body is fat. They are not in trouble. They're not plagued. He said, they're, they're, for pride is their necklace. They, they have a garment of violence. Uh, the imaginations of their heart run riot. They speak from on high. Uh, their tongue parades through the earth. Uh, and, and all throughout, they begin to cry out, How does God know? And is there any knowledge with the Most High? And so he says, Surely in vain, verse 13, I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence, for I have been stricken all day long and chastened every morning. And so what he does is he becomes envious of the health, the wealth, the prosperity, the reputation, the security, really the pride of the wicked. And he wonders, have I served God in vain? And so maybe you've come to this point, maybe in your own life. And, you know, when we talk about apologetics or defending the faith, a lot of times these, this can be an intellectual ascent where we're just trying to answer questions. But really, the majority of apologetic issues stem from the heart. They stem from how is your heart affected by, uh, by what's going on around you and how can, you, uh, can your affections be stirred for God? Well, this is where we must answer the burden and the pain of the heart. So in order to do this, he says, uh, I, I wondered about all this. It was troublesome to me until, verse 17, here's the key, until I came into the sanctuary of God, and then I perceived their end. What do we do when we feel like God has forgotten us? What do we do when we see the, the wicked prosper? We must understand that God knows their end. So four things that we need to have the right perspective about. First, we must have the right perspective about God. He, he, he is in control and he is love. He is righteous and holy. When you forget God's characteristics, when you uh, discount the character of God, it gets us in trouble. We, uh, it's okay to ask questions, you know, from God. Ask questions of God and 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 ask God, hey, why is this going on? But it's never okay to question God's character. God is holy, holy, holy. But but notice, he says. He says, I understood their end because I came into the sanctuary. He had to, like Isaiah in Isaiah 6, come into the sanctuary of God and see God high and lifted up. Then that brings us a right perspective about people. He notices um, that in, in doing this, that those who follow God, are going to be protected. Those who don't are going to be doomed. In verse 19, how they are destroyed in a moment. They are utterly swept away by sudden terrors. Why? Because verse 18 says, you set them in slippery places and you cast them down to destruction. Asaph is reminded to have a right perspective about God, 
which leads to right perspective about people. If God is holy, 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 we men are sinful, wretched creatures. And one of the questions we ask many times is, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, the truth is there are no good people. Asaph has to see himself even in that right perspective, not trusting his own righteousness, but the righteousness of God. He would say even at the end, verse 28, but as for me, the nearness of God is my good, and I have made the Lord God my refuge. So even our own uh, righteousness is like sinful or wretched rags before God. So then we understand the end of man. The end of man is that in verse 27, or verse 26, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. There's an eternal perspective there that I cannot base my life and my understanding on what is going on temporarily, that I cannot examine and evaluate my life only from the moment and momentary pleasures that I have or don't have at right now. And and I can't base what's going on right now or what will go on based on what's happening to me right now. I must trust God for the eternal. He says, For behold, those who are far from you will perish. There's an eternal perspective. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. So we need to understand the end. And this leads us to our greatest need. He says in verse 26, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Again, he says, The nearness of God is my good. So how can we defend this text apologetically and say this has the answer to our questions? Well, we understand that it takes a change of perspective. And maybe you need that change of perspective. Not necessarily an answer, but maybe you need the affections of God. Maybe you need to be reminded that, yes, God is good not just to Israel, not just to the church, but to you. God is good and He His presence with us is our good. As for me, the nearness of God is my good. We need to have the right perspective about who he is, who we are, how the end will take place for our lives, and what our greatest need is in this moment. And when we see it from that perspective, it leads us to worship. As we close out this episode of Apologetics from Psalm 68 through 150, We want to look at a ministry moment, and I'm very humbled to have the opportunity to share with you this ministry moment uh, as as I talk about a uh, friend of mine and a pastor uh, that uh, that really has been an example for me. I've known him for several years. Uh, He is just a hero in the faith, Dr. Fred Luter, who is the pastor of Franklin Avenue Baptist Church uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana, which I'm in New Orleans right now at the Southern Baptist Convention. This afternoon, uh, after the final session of the Southern Baptist Convention, we will be at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary for the dedication of the Fred Luter uh, Student Center. Uh, and I'm just thrilled to have the opportunity to, to, uh, to call him friend uh, and to, uh, to know him and to be 
helped by him in the past and, and just encouraged I listen, uh, encouraged by him. I, I listened to a lot of his sermons. He has uh, been an encouragement to me, always offered kind words. Uh, he and his precious wife are such a blessing to the kingdom of God. And I wanted to lift up his ministry. He served as our past president, I believe 2011-2012, of the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, just so thankful for the influence he made uh, then and continues to make even in my life. So when you get a chance, pray for Dr. Luter, but also uh, pray for New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary and all that they're doing. Uh, their famous statement, uh, and I'm an alum of New Orleans, so so thankful to have the opportunity to have been there as a student. But the, uh, the direction under Dr. Jamie Dew, uh, the president there now, they're... Uh, um, emphatic statement is prepare here, serve anywhere. And that is true. So I wanted to definitely lift up the ministry of Dr. Fred Luter. And later on in one episode, we will talk more about New Orleans. Uh, so God bless. I love you. I'm praying for you. Pray for us as we finish strong here at the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, stakes in the ground.